Welcome everyone to the message today, to church today. It's good to see you all here. For those that I haven't met yet or for those that may be new with us today, um, my name is Alethea. I am the the Children's to Young Families um, pastor here at Northern. So we want to welcome you um, to our service today. Um, So this morning I'm going to be continuing the series that we're in the middle of, um, our series in Isaiah. Um, So we are still currently in the middle of the story of um, King Hezekiah, which David introduced um, to us a couple of weeks ago. So for those of you that weren't here or just can't remember where we left off, let me just a very brief catch up. Um, So the king of Assyria had been conquering all the neighbouring fortified cities of Judea and he was getting closer and closer to Jerusalem. And because the king of Assyria was, well, not necessarily a nice man, um, he um, sent his commander of the armies to Jerusalem with a message for the people of Jerusalem, a message to give up, to not bother fighting because they've taken, he's taken over all these lands and basically, basically to intimidate him into surrendering. So this is what he said to the people in Isaiah 36, 18 to 20. Um, this is the, the commander of the Assyrian, Assyrian army. He says, Hezekiah claims that the Lord will save you, but do not be fooled by him. Were any other gods able to defend their land against the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arpad and Sepharvaim? Yeah, I don't know Hebrew, so <laughs> I've probably got that pronunciation a little wrong. Were the gods of Samaria able to protect their lands, uh, the lands against Assyrian forces? None of these, those gods kept their people safe from the king of Assyria. Do you think the Lord your God can do any better? So yeah, he was taunting them. He was telling them to give up, to not bother fighting, it's not worth it. And so as soon as that information got to Hezekiah, as soon as he knew, heard the news of all the defeat of the, other, of the other cities, he in Isaiah 37 verse 1 we are told that he tore off his clothes in sorrow and put on sackcloth. That's so like a grieving ritual that they had. And he went to the temple, temple of the Lord. What I love about this is that Hezekiah, while he understands the magnitude and the seriousness of what is happening in the world around him, and he is upset and rightfully concerned, his first response is to seek God. He went to seek God by first going by himself to the temple to pray. And then secondly, by sending his aides and advisors to speak with Isaiah, who is the prophet of God. This is the message that Hezekiah sent, sent to Isaiah. It's in verses, um, chapter 37, verses 3 to 4. Isaiah, these are difficult and disgraceful times. Our nation is like a woman too weak to give birth. When it's time for her baby, uh, too weak to give birth, when it's time for her baby to be born. Please, please pray for those of us who are left alive. The king of Assyria sent his army commander to insult the living God. Perhaps the Lord has heard what he said and will do something, if you will pray. Hezekiah is asking Isaiah to pray. He didn't ask him why would God let this happen or where is God right now or what he should do. He just asked for prayer. He asked God's prophet, his spokesperson, to pray with him and for him. So over the years in my experience as a a kids pastor, a youth pastor, um, I've had the opportunity to speak to many people 
about whatever issues are going on in their life. Um, things that are troubling with them, going through, especially speaking with teenagers and young adults, um, whether it's issues with friends or parents or family or just general life issues. My automatic response, my first response would be, have you prayed about it? It got to the point that someone, someone would go, I knew you were going to say that. Well, and my question was, well, have you prayed about it? It's like, no, maybe I haven't. And then I would get to pray with them uh, th- through whatever the issues they're going through. So it almost seems a little trite response from a Christian or from a pastor to say, pray about it. But I don't give this response just to, for something to say or because I don't want to give them some practical advice or some help, but because I truly believe that God is our Lord and I want to hear from him first before I respond and I want us to hear from him before we do things as well. Hezekiah is the king of his people. When he heard that the Assyrian army was headed his way, he could have rallied his troops and rode out to meet them, but he didn't. He first stopped and prayed. And he asked others to join him in prayer. So through this, Isaiah sent the message back to Hezekiah in verses 5 to 7. Isaiah says, um, speaking for the Lord, When the leaders came to me, I told them that the Lord had this message for Hezekiah. I am the Lord. Don't worry about the insulting things that have been said about me by these messengers from the king of Assyria. I will upset him with rumours about what is happening in his own country. He will go back... And he will go back and there I'll make him die a violent death. So great, a message from God. Basically saying, Hezekiah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about anything. I've got this. It's handled. Now, I don't know personally about Hezekiah, but while I'm not especially an impatient person, I am definitely a doer. Give me a task. Give me something to do. I want to be doing something so that I... So I can imagine that hearing God say, don't worry, I've got this, is both comforting because, yeah, God's, God's in control, but also maybe a little frustrating because God told him to wait, especially when Hezekiah received this message soon after from the Assyrian commander. It's in Isaiah 37, 9b to 13. Then the king of Assyria sent some messages with this note for Hezekiah. Don't trust your God or be fooled by his promise to defend Jerusalem against me. You've heard how we Assyrian kings have completely wiped out other nations. What makes you feel so safe? The Syrian kings before me destroyed the towns of Gozan and Haran and Rezabeth. Everyone from Eden who lived in Telassar, what good did their gods do them? The kings of Hamath and Arpad and Zepharavim, Hena and Ivar have all disappeared. It's a little intimidating to be told and reminded that, hey, I've defeated everyone else. Their gods didn't help them. What, thinks, what makes you think your god's going to help you? It's a question. What will Hezekiah do? Is he going to stop and trust and wait in God? Or is he going to go out and react? We're going to pause here for a second. And I'm asking for a volunteer to come up. They're going to help me with, with something. So can we give Anita a hand? So just sit around, stand and face the lovely people. They're all right. So I just got some objects. Can you, I just need you, basically, Anita, all I need you to do is follow my instructions. So can you put your hands out just like that? Excellent. 
Put this in one hand, hold them straight, this one in the other. I'm going to pour some water. I'm going to pour some water into them. Just a little bit, not much. Okay, I'll take this one. Okay, Anita, can you just put this on your head? Cl close your eyes and spin around in a circle. Okay, cool. That's it. Done. Okay, open your open your eyes. Do you trust me? Okay, I need you to tip it upside on your head. We're going to do it together. One, two, three, go. Did you get wet? No. Thank you. That's all I need. Thank you, Anita. <laughs> Anita trusted. And while she may have got a couple of drops, she didn't really get too wet. Um, she trusted. She was will willing to obey and trust. And that's what Hezekiah needed to do. He needed to be willing to obey and to trust. It can seem a little weird to go... Okay, tip a water, cup of water on your head that I've just poured in. She didn't get as wet as what she thought she was going to get. Because <laughs> she could have dumped a whole bunch of water on her. But she trusted me. She trusted that I wouldn't embarrass her, wouldn't make her intimidate her or get her really wet. It takes trust to obey and faith. And Hezekiah had a choice. Well, does he trust in God? in what um, Isaiah had told him that God, the message from God? Or does he go with what all the other kings would do? Ride out and try and defend their city from this at attacking army. I am reminded in Romans 1.17, this good news, the gospel, tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. It's through faith. Faith is a choice. I mean, I know when we look at the story today, it seems like a no-brainer. Of course Hezekiah should trust God. We knew that God had it in hand. We can, two, three thousand years later, look at it and go, huh, yeah, of course God had it in hand because we can skip forward to the story. We can skip ahead to the end of the story. We have that luxury, but Hezekiah didn't. He had to, in the moment, stop and trust God. What situations do we today have to stop and trust God for? So Hezekiah took, got this message from the Assyrian commander, and so he's from the king of Assyria. And instead of reacting, he chose to have faith. And he took it to the temple and prayed about it. In verses 14 to 20. After Hezekiah read a note from the king of Assyria, he took it to the temple and spread it out for the Lord to see. Then he prayed, Lord God, all-powerful of Israel, your throne is above the winged creatures. You entered the heavens and the earth, and you alone rule the kingdoms of the world. Just look and see, see how Sennacherib has insulted you, the living God. It is true, our Lord, that, that Assyrian kings have turned nations into deserts. They've destroyed the idols of wood and stone that the people of those nations had made and worshipped. But you are our, God, our Lord and our God. We ask you to keep us safe from the Assyrian king. Then everyone in the kingdom on earth will know, how, will know that you are the only Lord. That was his plea. Hezekiah trusted God because he knew God was real. He knew that God 
was the one and only God, that his, that God could defeat the Assyrian army, that despite what the other cities and towns worshipped, that they were made up gods made out of wood and stone and metal, that they were not real, they had no power. But our God, the God of Hezekiah, the God of Isaiah, our God today has power. So I want us to think about our current situation, your current situation. Look about and think about what are some of the reasons why whatever trial or trouble you might be going through that you can't see, you must see a way out. That even just look at the state of our world of all the the dramas between climate change or political turmoil around the world, wars, all that kind of stuff. Do you have hope and trust in God that he is powerful, that he can see us through all that? Or are you just trusting in what the world says of how, you know, the earth is doomed and and it's not going to survive the next year or so or whatever it is? Or do you have faith that God will see us through, that what God wills will happen? Hezekiah could have looked at all the defeats of the other kingdoms around him, sat back in despair with the reality that his army may not have been as powerful as the Assyrian army, but he sought, he trusted in God and in God's word. He prayed and he urged others to pray and he waited in faith for God to act knowing that he alone was God. God hasn't changed. The same God today is here for, the same God then is here for us today. And he wants us to seek him in whatever trial or situation is happening. He wants us to pray. And he also wants us to pray for one another. And he wants us to wait in faith for for him to act and for him to direct our actions. Because we need to know that he alone is God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are there for us. That you are the same God yesterday, today and forever. And that we can come to you with whatever is troubling us. Big or small, that you are there for all things. Lord, just pray and ask that you will help us to continue to seek you in everything that we do. And give us the wisdom and the and the power to wait patiently for you. In your name, amen. So we're going to have response time. Um, something we do here is that you're going to have a few minutes to just respond to God and to what he's been saying to you through this message and through today's service. So on the screen there's a few questions to, that you can use that you can either answer on your response cards, which we'll collect up later. Um, so the questions I've got on the screen is what in your life today seems too big for you to handle and I want to encourage you if there's something that's too big for you commit that to God in prayer also maybe consider what is your reaction when someone demeans your faith to you demeans God in front of you or has there ever been a situation where the only thing you could do was trust God to provide so feel free to answer one or all or a different question or write a different response in anything in this time as we're closing out our service.